before we got started, I actually had a question for you. No. It's a little bit of um, older news. Yeah. But I don't know if you s- you've seen all the stuff about like microplastic showing up in our bloodstream. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. How does that affect vampires drinking our blood? And could I be like microplastic maxing to p- keep them away? I think if. Honestly, I would love somebody to run a VTM game where they're like, uh, they're, they're feeding, uh, preference or uh, I'm blanking the word. I'm very brain dead in ADHD. The one where you can't feed on a thing. Feeding oh, prey cloth, exclusion. Your prey exclusion is microplastics. Oh. So that means that you're going to try to avoid like younger people's like Gen Z and down. Cause you're like, they're full of plastic. Like millennials might be a little bit of a mixed bag, and then like, but boomers Gen taste X. like prune juice. Well, no, here's the thing: is the boomers are full of lead. Yeah. So the they gas. might taste a little sweet because lead kind of has like a sweet. And make you a little yeah, angry. Could you, could you have like, hmm? Right. Could you have feeding preferences for plastic? Oh my! You could. You I don't see why not. That boy looks plastic. I'm gonna eat him. Look at him. He's just sitting there, Seven. like just eating shopping bags. <laughs> right. There's a guy that does that for your uh, for your uh, circulatory game. That actually brings up the potentiality for somebody selling like luxury blood plus. They take the time to centrifuge out the pl- uh, the microplastics. Yeah. Oh god. Like, yeah. That's how you do that prey exclusion. That's how you do it with the pre- the prey exclusion. You take bagger. Yeah. And you just have you have to get some sort of blood processing lab or something. Just something where you could centrifuge and just spin. All the little micro beads out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then put it through a sieve, like a coffee filter. I, like like, I wonder. I'm making there, cold yeah, like brew. Yeah, like blood plus. <laughs> there, well, there's that weird celebrity trend of them going and basically getting their like blood spun and then put back into oh, them. Oh, the blood facials. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Um, if, if they're like literally like spinning it. Are, are they, would they be removing toxins like that before well, they re-inject my, themselves? Well, they're not re-injecting. Um, oh, well, that's a thing, too. No, the blood facials a, are different. But there's oh. also, like, basically, like, celebrities going and getting their blood, like, processed. It, like, like they're changing like their goddamn oil? Kinda. Yeah, like they're changing... Yeah, it's like, is it like, is it dialysis, basically? Kind of, where they're just like, well, I'm going to filter it, off. The only reason I'd want to do that is just to be like... I want to see the gunk that's left over. I want you, to you see. You really the... don't. <laughs> yes, I'd be like, that seems like how much shit is fucked up in there. I don't know, man. When I had my hematoma and they had to liposuction it out, they Chris. left the cup that they oh. used, and it was just like a chunky blood smoothie. And it like, I yeah. love gore. I love gross shit. It's fantastic. But like, I like I did that to it, and it moved, and you could see like all the yeah. tiny little clots just. In it, I, and I uh, almost threw up in the hospital. I was like, oh, that was yeah. in me. I think the I mean, for the record, that's the best place to throw up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nope. Fuck that. I, and I was, welcome I'm, to Black Bodies. I was thinking about cutting it right before the vomit story, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what's up. We'll see how I feel tomorrow <laughs> evening. When you're getting into the bitch. Yeah, either way. Hey, and welcome to Blank Bodies. <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Horror, tabletop, and blood stories podcast. Sometimes we're hoary. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... The blood storyteller, John. Uh, the other blood storyteller, Sarah. The non-blood haver. The lore bot. James. Hey. Hey. So, uh, what are we talking about this week? Well, we're talking about 
Everything but vampires. So exactly the opposite of what he was just saying we yeah, do. We are yep. doing the opposite of our <laughs> usual no, 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 podcast. No, no, no. He said horror. Oh, yeah. I suppose that's true. Yeah. The trust, trust me. When I do the ad reads, I always make sure to say we are a V5 podcast and... Horror, goth, spooky stuff with I, dick jokes. Yeah. Honestly, I usually say spooky or ooky just for the Adams Family reference. Ooky's a good word. It but is. yeah, we are talking about... All the supernatural creatures in World of Darkness that aren't vampires. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like Hunter's magical mystery, ooky spooky, kooky Elizabeth Edwards reference tour of World of Darkness uh, canon. Yeah, yeah. We're we're sad that we're only talking about stuff that isn't vampire, but on the good side, we don't have to talk about Tremere. Well, we're talking about we're talking about the other supernaturals, but we're talking about how you can bring them into your game in V five. With what we know so far and mm-hmm. a little background of stuff from Old World. So before we jump into details, there are all kinds of supernatural crea- mm-hmm. critters and things in World of Darkness. There are werewolves or the guru. There are fairies or the changeling. There are wizards, witches, you know, mages. Uh, there's ghosts, which can be wraiths or geist, a lot of people. But uh, there are demons there are angels there are mummies there are the, imbu- the imbued kind of which are hunters but yeah. um that they're, not they're any- yeah. yeah i was about to say not anymore i think like we have con- well we'll talk about that on, okay, on yeah, a yeah, hunter yeah. episode yeah, okay but um yeah fuck there's zombies there's slashers there's even like weird frankenstein piece yeah, the- together monsters there's mythological beings like there are a lot of them yeah. so i narrowed it down to a couple of the main ones yeah but they're yeah. prometheans Yes. Well, there's, there's kelpies? Yeah, those, yeah, those are, are fairies. Those are chainlings. I guess that's true. They're yeah. also... I just saw them as horses, water horses. Yeah, but yeah. that's also a fae thing. There's also uh, what uh, the mages call bygones, which are old mythological creatures that used to exist that literally um, people stopped believing in, so they just stopped existing. But if enough people start to believe in them again, they'll start existing again, kind of like Tinkerbell in... Uh, or American Gods. Or yeah. the plot for Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Start believing in us again, and we'll have a amazing golem army going about. <laughs> that movie is so fucking good. Anyways. Yeah, so there are a lot of these. So we're not going to get through them all today. Um, but if you guys like this episode and you want me to keep doing these, let me know. I, I had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, oh, this, yeah. This is a broad overview. This is not going to teach you what you need to play these standalone games. We can do episodes about individual of these, and we're, fingers crossed, hoping to get to do them when the V5 version comes out right now. But for now, this is more just some little background information to throw the stuff into your World of Darkness game. So basically, this is the World of Darkness canon, but through the lens of Vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a little plus, um, just because I feel like there's some things that are, were interesting enough that I couldn't ignore them. Um, also, because only Hunter is the only other V5 that line that's come out, this is a bit of a disclaimer. In the next five years, anything I say here could be retconned by whatever becomes that edition. But we don't know. We have you no You mean clue. to tell me the wheels of history are going to crank regardless of our futile efforts to maintain control? Mm-hmm. Unless we believe hard enough, uh, yes. <laughs> I yeah. believe pretty hard. So I have one more disclaimer. Ooh, I'm sorry there's so many of these. Oh, no, no, no. But um, a lot of these creatures come from other uh, realms, have their own cosmologies. They come from different dimensions. Not talking about any of that. Uh, we, uh, we've 
talked about maybe doing a episode on like the cosmology of world of darkness which is a nightmare episode when i started putting it together and it definitely needs its own thing so i'm not getting into that this episode so this either. is this is kind of like the 100 level class of getting into that yeah okay cool i was about to say if you tried to speak about all of them all at once it'd be like did you ever play the game planescape torment It'd probably be that fucking crazy to just be like, let's talk about the wheels of existence in World of Darkness. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. Like Sarah said, this is the 101 class. This was kind of made as a primer for a Hunter episode going forward. But you, I put it together in a way that you could listen to this episode and get some ideas to start throwing this stuff into Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. Um, so even if you're not really interested in Hunter, there should be some good info in here. Yeah. Um, you want some enemies. Mm-hmm. Here they be. So or um, some frenemies. <gasps> Ooh. Friends to lovers. Well, huh? Enemies okay. to lovers. Let's do it. I'm gonna start with the most common and the most popular of them. So, Kelpies. Yes. <laughs> Mages. God damn it. <laughs> the Gru. Mages. Damn. Oh, the furries. Yeah, Got the, gru- right. yeah, the right. werewolves. The so the Gru. The, that's what they call themselves. They are werewolves because well. They're actually not all werewolves. Uh, these are tribes of werewolves and other shapeshifters in the world of darkness. They aren't all part wolf. Sorry, when you responded, that's what they call themselves. I thought you were confirming that, yes, they call themselves furries. <laughs> I was like, I need I, I, need mean, I wouldn't be, statistically, there have to be a portion of Guru that are also furries. Who are so into their change. They're, they're just like, like, I am my fursona. They, I yes. don't have to buy a suit. They're on the Chan board. And they're like, guys, you have no idea. Actually, the funny thing is, Marvel does have a furry superhero who's literally a, is a werewolf. And they you know, refer to them. they refer to their uh, they refer to their werewolf form as their first persona, uh, and if I recall correctly, the form is called Goodest Boy. They are a okay. Girl. You lost me there. You lost me there, Goodest Boy. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm here for these Marvel shenanigans. I'm gonna go back to my Moon Knight corner and just call it a day. It's okay. It was the West Coast Avengers. Nobody gives oh, a fuck. Oh, West Coast uh, Avengers. That's fine. Yeah, I, exactly. Nobody <laughs> gives a fuck. No, they, I love West Coast Adventures. They are all just fucking nightmare beings. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> Um, Speaking of nightmare beings, the yeah, guru. Yeah, so like I said, uh, they are tribal creatures. They are just shapeshifters. They're not all werewolves. No. Um, a lot of them in the original book were based in Native American and Druidic mythology. Um, I'm not going to get super in-depth in here, but if we have someone who'd like to like come on and knows these and would like to talk to us about it that would be sick we would love to have yeah we it, would love to have indigenous voices yeah on it is podcast. garbage that we live uh in the united states and we have tons of really cool indigenous mythology and culture and history that is never fucking taught especially because we live in indiana yeah we which actually, is very funny <laughs> we actually do have one of the biggest uh native american museums in the u.s I oh yeah the idol jork slaps yeah. like if you are ever in the city for like gen con and it's like right next to the convention center. Yeah. Go. It slaps. A it's lot really of people cool. park there and don't realize that's what their parking lot is for. You can, it's literally connected to the convention center and it's, it's fucking awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. I would also state for the record, uh, just trying to preach forward, uh, native American, uh, voices. Watch the prey movie. It's on Hulu. It's done mostly with native American, uh, actors. It's great. And I think they have portions of the movie spoken in Comanche. Uh, for like a bit and then they stop, which was real weird that they went to like speaking French and French. And I'm like, then just have the whole thing in Comanche and subtitle it. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen most the of the actors were and they were very respectful of the culture. That's the reason why I'm like, hey, also blood quantum. Oh, also Reservoir sick. Dogs. I've heard is really, really good. Oh, oh the, the new, the new series. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet. at all, but I've heard it's dope. I keep getting promos and I'm like, 
I really should watch that. It looks mm-hmm. dope. But yeah, so um, these creatures are basically half human, half nature spirit is the easiest way to sum it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're born a werewolf. You're not turned or cursed or anything like the movies. Um, you have to have uh, it. It's basically genetic um, spiritually. But um, so like sorcerers, basically, like it's a bloodline thing. Kind of. Yeah. So where like you have to have a parent that is a werewolf. And a um, I can't remember what they're called. There's something kin, like kin yeah, folk. kinfolk. Yeah, kinfolk. yeah, yeah, kinfolk. You have to be. The important note is you have to be born a werewolf. Um, you know, you're not just going to get bit and turn into one. Yeah. Oh, so and tying this into vampire a little bit. There, remember in our La Sombra episode when we talked about uh, Tally? Yeah. He was kinfolk before he got embraced. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So mm. him being referred to as the Hound is very like. Mm-hmm. Bitchy vampire joke. It's a backhanded, I, I re- okay. backhanded compliment. Kind yeah, of. I remember. It's like, oh, fuck you. No. I remember that now. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah, um. there's like really two of the only ways that like werewolves won't like on site a vampire, other than, you know, them being a city, is like if you were a kinfolk or like a gangrel. Normally, like those two, they'll be like, you used to be one. Like, just don't fuck around in the forest and fuck off. Like, there's. Normally, werewolves are, like, on site. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, That's, yeah, okay, that we're yeah. not there yet. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. So, they are still allergic to silver. Mm-hmm. That is um, from mythology. Um, so, there are 13 main tribes in the game. Um, but if you're just throwing it into a vampire, you don't really need to know that. There's a lot more than 13 as you read all the other books. But That actually brings up the point I wanted to bring up at the end. Actually, as I've uh, read it and it's been announced, there will only be 12 tribes this time Ooh. one of them fell oh uh, like is it like in the vein of ravnos or are we just like axe editing it no i think the they're like they fell to the worm oh, oh or no. some, they, they they fell to something like they've been like no there's only 12 now i'm like what happened to the 13th and which one was it yeah, that'll be a thing. Yes. Um, but continuing on, yes. sorry, Hunter. So, like, vampire, um, the big thing is, like, their hunger and balancing their humanity versus, like, the beast inside of them, which is, like, a An personification of their hunger. Um, the focus and werewolf is more of their, like, r- boundless, like, rage and anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes from, like, Gaia or the Earth because they are, they are themselves, like, james said like beasts mm-hmm. so like one of the biggest things like in vampire and werewolf is that they all don't always get along so, or very often don't get along yeah. so a lot of the game is like inter werewolf like so for a vampire game you could put your players in between in the midpoint between an argument of two different groups of werewolves and how are they going to deal with that mm-hmm. um yeah but they're kind of like tanks they are vicious creatures of a dying earth um things are not doing well in world of darkness and they were created to protect the earth and as the earth weakens they are starting to get angrier lose it as pentax starts to win climate change so it's almost like the the earth is dying and because the earth is dying they are becoming almost more feral yeah like it's harder for them to be like They've, no, that's cool. And they've never actually all gotten along. That's their whole thing, is that if they could actually all calm down and have a conversation and work together, the apocalypse would be prevented and Earth would survive. Yeah, and tying this back into vampire a smidge, at least in the context of, 
Because not only do you have, like, Gangrel that generally just kind of like to travel around and be in the trees, uh, you can get into some really interesting, if you want to have werewolves as antagonists in your story, where it's like, oh, yeah, you have a vampire that's, like, running a company that's doing some very no-no, very bad, like, ecological bullshit, because, you know, profit, fuck it, bleh. And then the werewolves are just like, nah, nah, fam. No, 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 no. That's not cool. No. I, I see you have five resource stats. Time to fuck with you. Yeah, and at least for storyteller purposes, um, where in Vampire you get into a lot of plot stuff based on politics, and a lot of it is a, a critique of capitalism, but it comes in like a sense of like class. Uh, yeah, a lot of werewolf stuff is a good way to interject, you know, if you want to talk about like the environment. <laughs> And, you know, do you want to save the trees? Are you the Lorax? Yeah. And actually a little more into that. Um, so uh, I had mentioned that they get their powers or they're creatures of Gaia. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are actually three like nature spirits that are were, that were originally in balance and they've mm-hmm. become unbalanced from each other. And that is what is destroying the earth and reality around them. Mm-hmm. So you have the Wield, the Weaver, and the Worm. Um, I, I think that's... Wild, wild. I think that's how that's supposed to be pronounced. Oh, is it? I've yep. always pronounced it wield. No, I'm pretty sure that's wild. For eh. I mean, it could go this is a way. fucking fantasy game. Pronounce yeah. shit however the it, fuck you want. It's you know, like when people spell vampire with a Y, it's literally wild with a Y instead of an I. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, what I think it is. But like, eh. pop off. Yeah, but I've also heard people say vampire. So. Vampire, uh, Camarilla, Camarilla. Eh. Yeah, yeah. We've also heard, heard people say draculars. Unless that Dragula. is, unless that's actually a part of a real belief system, in which case, let us know because that would be interesting. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I don't think it is. I think it's kind of a mix of fantasy and hippie BS. But I could be wrong, and if I am, I apologize. Okay. The three are um, the wielder, the wild, which is like the creator spirit, mm-hmm. and it kind of embodies chaos. So it creates. And then you have the weaver, which is structure or order, and they take everything that's been created and put it together into... A neat little box. Yeah, and then you finally have the worm, which is destruction or entropy. Uh, And it it basically keeps um, the wild from turning into, like a like, cancer, where it's just creating endlessly. It slowly takes things away. But uh, in the game, in their setting, the worm goes... Uh, mad and starts just destroying everything with no and that's kind of the base of their setting well that's uh there's two spirits in there that are it's the worm is what's generally considered as the very bad thing the one thing that is also quite bad is the weaver because the weaver is over over structuring like society is becoming restricting and that's why the weaver's going mad because we're hitting so much technology and whatnot. And the werewolves also don't like the weaver just going batshit insane. Just being like, weave, 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 put it together, put it together, put it together. Do you ever have that one friend that likes things just to be, like, too orderly? Mm-hmm. To the point where you're just like, I can't... Like, you ever been in a house that's too clean? I, I don't have a better way to explain it. Like, you just walk in and you're just like, I'm afraid to sit down. Um, like the landlord's house when we all went and signed our lease for Piss House. Yeah, that guy. Homie had gold filigree on the walls. Yeah, yeah. and we're on like dirty... Nothing says each the rich like gold filigree on the yeah, walls. Yeah, we were all in different... We looked like the choose your character screen for like a punk Street Fighter beat em up. We were all like different genres of like dirty battle vests. And then we're all like afraid to touch the walls and we're just like... 
We're not going to get this fucking house. There's no goddamn way. If Morkborg was trying to sign for a lease. Yeah, basically, if Morkborg was trying to get a lease. (laughs) But yeah. Sorry, Hunter. Go ahead. Right. So yeah, you need, you need, you know, creation and order and And destruction in balance. It's a, it's a circle of me not getting sued by the Disney Corporation. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... You can take some of these and put them in your vampire game too, but they the werewolves fight a lot of things other than themselves and vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, there are banes, which are like corruptor spirits. There are the femori, which are like creatures who have been fully corrupted spiritually and physically. There are the black uh, spiral dancers, uh, who are like worm were a worm tainted tribe of. Uh, werewolves mm-hmm. and they became one of the biggest enemies in the game that's what's so scary about uh james mentioning there's only 12 now yeah uh, exactly which honestly i think it would be very interesting and a good way to set up mage if and i mean this is what everybody thinks everybody fucking thinks it's gonna be either the bone nars or the glass walkers that fall because they have always been very weaver oriented spirits i do think that's might be a bit lazy but also if they have the glass walkers fall and they turn into cyber werewolves, I'm like, <gasps> fuck, that's horrifying. Dude, just a fucking Hulk and chonky, like, lumberjack daddy werewolf with, like, a chainsaw arm, though. Yeah, like, I can't remember which, which fucking movie it is, but there's a horror movie that's like a cyber Nazi werewolf. It's it's an old fucking 80s movie. I don't movie. doubt you, but I'm, my brain is like... I think it's Howitzer or something, or like Battle Wolf. I'm just thinking of uh, American Werewolf London when the nightmare sequences mm. with like the, the werewolf Nazi nom flashbacks. Oh, yeah. 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 We got a couple um, yeah. others. There's also Pentax. Fucking Pentax! Pentax has been mentioned a lot in Vampire in the official games, uh, like stream games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe they were mentioned in one of the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are essentially a giant mega corporation that has been infected and in taken over by the worm. And pretty much everyone who works for it is worm tainted to some degree. Mm-hmm. And essentially they are just using corporate power to destroy the world quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just it, like, what if we pump the pollution directly in the ocean? It's like uh, cartoonishly evil bullshit, but like. Give it the efficiency of like Amazon with like, see the pro. What makes them hard is that um, they do do a lot of good too. That's like the, where the combat comes. You can't be as a werewolf like go in and just like blow up all their facilities because like one of their subsidiaries is like, yeah, we're we're causing a lot of pollution. We're also the number one manufacturer of baby formula, and if you were to blow us up, like. How many babies would go hungry for right. us destroying us? How many innocent people who just needed a job would get blown up in that? Yeah, that's kind of why I was trying to do the Amazon tag in because like that company is now such a integral part of just particularly Western society and how a lot of people function. And there's like, I think they're one of the highest job, cre- like Walmart as well. Like I fucking hate Walmart, but if Walmart were to like snap, disappear, that would just fuck so many people mm-hmm. i have some family in like very rural iowa who um you know there are some of those farmers and stuff out there where the walmart is the closest place to buy like groceries and it's an hour drive yeah like and, like how many people in the community rely up. on walmart for like a job i would also bring up the thing that i love about pentax and it's great if you look in those old books 
Like nine times out of ten, I think that like Werewolf was almost one of the biggest supporters for this. Would have like actual comic sections of like illustrated like stories. Like instead of just the text based ones, their body horror for like worm tainted Pentex members. So good. It's good, but also it's like, oh yeah, this dude just pukes maggots as an attack and he likes doing it. It's like, oh yeah, there's horror. Yeah. There's the horror. Oh, oh. Likes doing yeah, it. just sort of like it, a way to integrate this into V5 is mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have a one of your vampires in your party is like running a company and there's another business in the area that like wants to like do business or do a merger or something. And then there's an NPC that just comes out of nowhere and is like, bro, you can't do this deal. Da, 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 and gives you like the secret file. And it's like, oh no, this company is a subsidiary of Pentax. And now you have a werewolf ally. And you guys got to like team up to like mm-hmm. not do fun. the business. Yeah, be like, we're not yeah. going to fuck we gotta with you. We got to save the rec center. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to fuck with you and we're not going to try to kill you because nine times out of 10 werewolves are usually pretty much better at the martial combat than the vampires. Usually, unless the vampires really fucking old. But, uh, yeah, it's like, which do you want? Do you want all the money and now a va- uh, now a werewolf enemy? Or do you want none of the money and now a Pentex enemy? Who's like, I'm done asking. We're now going to be doing hostile takeovers. Speaking of hostile takeovers, uh, yeah, Guru do not do vampire interactions well. Yeah. Because um, they look at them as like worm tainted because we, because vampires are creatures of imp- entropy. This is a little bit, no. into the weeds but when in world of darkness or vampire a lot of people posit and i don't know if it's ever confirmed or one of the things you could even could confirm but essentially when you get turned into a vampire half of your soul is consumed in that process so as a vampire you you have half a soul mm-hmm. um a lot of werewolf it's also positive believe that that other half has been taken over by the worm because and you're becoming an entropy creature of death and destruction yeah that that uh that second half that is the beast is just the worm yeah um i mean that tracks if you lose all your humanity you lose yourself to the beast you you become become just white you become a white which is just a murder machine Mm -hmm. a a destruction vessel so any like um alliances you're gonna have between your players on a werewolf are gonna be shaky at best i mean so it, it's kind of like teaming up with Target to take on Amazon. Yeah. Where it's like, that is still just kind of like a it's still big, a piece of shit. wasteful, giant corporation. But like, it's Target. It's not Walmart. It's not Amazon. They're the, they're the ones who are coming in and like shutting down all the lo- local businesses more so than Target did. So yeah. Target's um, just like, eh, I just wanted to come in here and sell. It's like, uh, we have gender neutral bathrooms. Like, if you could stop doing the union busting, that would be cool. Be super neat. Mm-hmm. Be super dope. <laughs> yeah. um, they do, the one side in a lot of the books it mentions is that there is um, a little more leeway from the werewolves towards the gangrel. Um, they, because they're both like nature creatures, there's a lot of mentions of them working together a little bit more. Um, even if, again, it's like, can be territorial and it's like you keep you guys can have that part of the forest we're gonna stay over here um there's also we talked about it in the gangrel episode we recently did mm-hmm. but like there's mythology that says they basically come from the same mother yeah just like okay we're cousins mm-hmm. so um yeah, you do it's also mentioned a couple times that like they um feel bad for the malkavians and uh, they've dealt with each other over the years and like they almost more like 
Although I have seen it written. It's like, suffer them, the mad ones, not to live. Basically, like... Oh, it's a mercy killing. No! Yeah, because I feel like they have that that thing where if they run into them, they're like, they don't know what they're doing. They're just like an animal that's like dementia brain animal. They're just like, pick it up and move it over there. It didn't didn't come up here of its own accord. You Um, know, the sad times when you see a possum like walking up the street the wrong way and you're just like, oh, he's not doing good. (laughs) And as far as like how they get along, this... This can vary greatly across different cities, different chronicles, different uh, time periods. Uh, like usually, if you like we recently went, you know, went to a LARP, and mm-hmm. in a setting like that, you're going to have to have a little bit more cooperation just so everyone in in the room can hang out and vibe for the night. Um, so, depending on the kind of game you run, you can obviously tweak this to them being like absolutely like blood enemies to uneasy alliance to like. We're chilling as long as we don't have like separate goals. Um, yeah. So you can kind of set your game like that. That this is just kind of how it's usually presented in the books. Yeah, and also one oft not talked about. There are other changing breeds in the universe. It hasn't been fully confirmed for V five setting yet, but most of the time there's other differing breeds that have their own BS agenda. Some of them are extinct. Some of them are just like so small that nobody notices them like the were sharks like you don't ever see those guys because they're just like out fucking water and there's like 12 of them or some shit i think there's i thought there was a lot of them but they're just like there's so much of the ocean that people don't fuck with that like we just don't know when you said small they're too small for people to notice i thought you meant like physically like (laughs) a were mouse like a person is just like oh i'm about to fuck you up there are there are were rats, I believe. Yeah. There are, there are were rats. I th- oh god, do the were rats like flatten their rib cages like actual rats to get through like little spaces? I can only hope. <laughs> that that's actually one thing that I'm using for my game, and I will suggest for other people. Um, the the funny thing in World of Darkness uh, for the reptilian wares, one the were turtles gone, like they died a long time ago. Every other were reptile you see, no matter what it turns into reptile-wise, it's a were dragon. Hmm. That's how it is in Old World, like all of them. If you see a were gator, that's just a were dragon that just went, I don't want wings. And they can bring those wings back later. Hmm. But any of them, like Gila monsters, crocodiles, alligators, caimans, like any big lizard, that's just a were dragon. It's hard to take the were dragon concept seriously because I've recently seen the video of <laughs> like how alligators will vibe in the water when it's just their head because you think they're flat and they're menacing. Nah, they're tilted at a ninety degree, uh, just kind of chilling with dangling. their little arms out, just yeah, dangling. Yeah. And they're just like, you know how you see that head like drift and it's just <laughs> like a claw machine through the water. Yeah, it's doofy as fuck. Yeah, it looks stupid. <laughs> Um, and if you want a preview of what a, um, werewolf like stat block might look like, there's one in the back of the vampire core in like the example enemy mm-hmm. sheets. There is a werewolf one in there. I will say that likely with how long they've been working on the game, when we finally do get like a werewolf five, it'll probably be pretty different mm-hmm. at yeah. this point, but yeah. Who knows? It's a good reference for your ST if you want to have that in there. And there's also the rules for if one of your players decides to get hyphy and is like, but what if I drank it? We've talked about that in the past. That reference is in that section too. So Why like, you got to call one of my characters out? Because I have to. <laughs> it's in the contract that you made me sign. Actually, wait. We've talked about this on the podcast. We have. That's why I was trying yeah, to was make like, it a quick like, I'm like we've talked about it before. It's in that section. Yeah, I'm like, why you gotta call Brutus out like that? It's fine. Uh so werewolves, they spooky, they exist. 
Uh, uh, fuck capitalism. I mean, to be fair uh, to Brutus here, um, yeah. I'm currently playing a vampire that would probably, if given the chance, give it a shot. Oh, yeah, Ken? Yeah. Yeah, he would just, it, just like, it's what is time. it? Like, yeah. it's asking as he's halfway through a sip. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, does anyone else have any other werewolf yeah. notes before? No, on? it's just the changing breeds, which aren't confirmed. But if you want, I think like both the changing breed books from the old world and the chronicle ones are nice because like we don't have anything on them. Like yeah. really like concrete. You can do whatever the fuck you want. If you want a were bat to come out and just be like, surprise, alpha vampire. Yeah, I mean, this is mostly Lauren ST <laughs> stuff for right now. So you really could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. But. I think that if you're going to play a werewolf, um, just as advice for anyone, uh, your character should probably invest in at least one good brush. Just saying. I, Otherwise, the shedding is going to be a mess. I mean, depending on your hair texture, you might need to get like a wide tooth one. Mm-hmm. I've gotten into doing vintage hairstyling, so now I've got like a boar hair brush for like slicking things. Oh, yeah. And, oh, or yeah, just no. a comb. You know, if it's really curly, you don't want to break up that curl pattern. Get a like a wide tooth comb. You'll be all right. <laughs> God maker damn it skipper i you said that and my first thought was just like where pomeranian just (laughs) so poofy yeah just (laughs) takes less damage because he has so much fluff yeah you can soak the damage but like your damage output is not (laughs) just nothing go for the ankles all right so our next one is the most complicated um and so i've tried to um put the most um, concise (laughs) info in here, but there is stuff that's going to get left out and we can do a deep dive on them, but know that I had to abbreviate things. So if you've played this game and you go, that's not right. But actually... It's it's literally the core. I know there are a lot of these have much more complex answers, but, you know, this is just for people trying wanting to check it out or maybe throw like one into their game mm-hmm. uh we're talking about mage obviously yeah it, it's okay guys i am judging him slowly but surely we'll they're going to judge good. us and we don't have enough drugs on hand to make this like applicable so you know and there's like a whole page of comments like from all these different deckers and i was like that's, that's so fucking cool, cool. it's I written love so that. fun oh no it reminded me of like the <laughs> very first uh story arc in the constantine comics cut well not not the very first it's it's early on anyways so there's one where uh, he has a friend that's a hacker that does magic, so a technomancer, and he can't find his friend. So he has to make a deal with Swamp Thing to <laughs> be like, hey, I can't find my friend on the internet. I'm shit at computers. Can I? Can you chuck me astrally into the green and I'll just like backdoor my way into the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and Swamp Thing's like, yeah, can I just borrow your body to fuck my hot wife? And he's like, yeah, bet. Deal. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's dope. And I was just like, yes. Yes. All right. So, mage. Yes. Judgment. Yes. Yeah. So what is a mage? Uh, the wizards, sorcerers, chaos magicians, hedge mages, mad scientists, um, people who think they're really, really good at math, uh, like monks. A mage is pretty much anyone who um, enforces their will on the natural order of the universe. Kind of, yes. Um, And that can take a ton of different forms. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sometimes you do have to live, laugh, and love. Yeah. So essentially... We can get that cult of ecstasy shit the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, essentially mages are humans who have ascended, Mm -hmm. or they have 
awakened to the flexibility or the true nature of reality and they gain magic which is basically the ability to warp said reality around mm -hmm. them um like at gen con when i had two magical moments i told you guys about it mm -hmm. i forget the second one but the first one was the parking oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fucking dumb. So I drove all the way through downtown, awful, like super traffic, stupidness. Yeah. Uh, you know, parking spaces practically with two cars in each parking space parked so close. And I was getting tired of it. I passed the circle and I just go, I will have good parking. And literally, like, said it not two seconds later, somebody backed out right in front of me and went away. I parked like three blocks from the convention center. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking dope. The second, the second one, one was the LARP. Oh, yeah, yeah, the second one was the LARP. Because I was, like, complaining to Ali. I was like, you know, I just, like, I've been to so many Gen Cons, and I've never just met a complete stranger who invited me up to, like, their hotel to play games or anything. And then we meet a dude. He invites us up to a hotel LARP. Weirdly enough, I didn't think about this, but after thinking about the conversation, we were in that hotel when I was talking about it. Oh, really? That's yeah. crazy. We yeah. Had, we had accidentally uh, like trespassed in that hotel the night before I uh, guess when I was talking about it. Accidental shout out to the city of Glass Games for inviting us to the LARP last minute. We sorry we crashed your LARP. Yeah, sorry we crashed your LARP. <laughs> but we did have a lot of fun. Yeah. Experiment 66 may be yielding magical effects on subject. I'm in. Hell Please yeah. <laughs> All right. So mages, uh, they're fucking nerds. Yeah, pretty much. They fuck off. Um, <laughs> they're kind of like the glass cannons of World of Darkness because they are still inherently humans who mm -hmm. have gained um, extraordinary knowledge and ability but like physical shell they're still just a human they're not even like as tough as like a hunter would be they are mm. literally just a person um depends on which one you're talking about it's just some guy yeah nine times out of ten it's just a guy but sometimes that guy's made out of carbon steel oh we'll get to that <laughs> but um so their whole thing is that they have to balance belief or the consensus and paradox so consensus is is what everyone in the world believes to be true mm -hmm. is true because everyone in the world believes it to be so. Um, so they are changing reality while trying to do it within the realms of what people believe is possible. And also there's a, there's battles going on of them trying to influence what people believe is real to change the world. Mm -hmm. if, if you can convince enough people to believe in something, it becomes true. It's, it's, it's kind of like, ties in a lot to early chaos magic if you're into mm -hmm. that kind of stuff at all um but Very you also have, morrison yeah you also have a lot of paradox which is um when the universe it, goes no yeah if you do something i believe they use the term obscene no no, no it's vulgar vulgar yeah, yeah vulgar, vulgar magic where if you do something that's so um like goes against what people believe is possible and also goes uh is seen by a lot of people uh will make it worse um the universe will literally bring like the band hammer. Well, it, it, it's, it can be something as little as bad luck or like your spells not working to actual like paradox spirits coming after you to suck your soul into another dimension. So <laughs> yeah. it depends how bad it is, but yeah, I, Oh God, I, I heard about a mage game where somebody got into a paradox situation where they basically got shunted into a pocket dimension where they had to play basically a game show uh, for, like, a scene. And if they failed, like, the quiz questions on the game show, they would have been fucked. Hmm. Yep, because uh, Paradox... That's fun. Right? Paradox uh, demons uh, literally control whatever reality they're dealing with because they, like, 
We're going to take you out of reality, put you over here. Uh, by the way, I am the god of this universe, so your magic shit doesn't work. Uh, you follow the rules I say. Why? I am universal timeout. Would that mean like the endless are paradox spirits? They are embodiments of ideals. Mm. From which? Uh, oh, uh, Sandman. Sandman. Like dream, desire, despair. They're like, they're ideals. They're things that are a human experience. And because of that, they exist. Slash, because of them, it exists in humanity. Kind of. They are... I, uh, they the, also kind of like spring about dependent on like what happens. It's like the uni- again, it's like the universal mod system and they only like pop out into being when somebody fucks about. There's okay. not like distinct okay. parrot at least to the best of my knowledge. Again, not 100%. There's no such thing as like a distinct paradox demon unless your GM decides they want to. Right. They literally like pop into being as like a moderator going, "Hey buddy, you said too many slurs." Right. You are now in the timeout box, and we're going to talk about this. That spell, not poggers. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, with the mages, they they their powers work based on their own belief and the belief of the people around them, mm-hmm. and um, a and- lot of them are organized into um, what they call the nine traditions. On, that are on the uh, Council of Ma- Mystic Traditions. Um, there are more than nine traditions, I believe, but there are nine that are currently on the Council. Um, uh-huh. Don't really need to get super into that for Vampire, but essentially they are, they work together in groups with other people, other mages who have similar belief structures. Like there is the Cult of Ecstasy, who believe through pleasure and pain um, they can experience... Nirvana. And ch- Nirvana and change the world around them. Whereas, like, there is the uh, Celestial Chorus, who believe that... Who do their magic belief in workings through religion. So, like, if you pray to God hard enough, because enough people believe in God, that God will exist and he will change the world for you. Mm-hmm. Some actually believe in God and don't... A lot of them be- actually believe these things. They don't believe that they're tricking themselves into believing in God. They would be, like, a Christian or a Muslim You can or- literally be a paladin. Yes. Huh. The wayward children of the virtual adepts that believe that the next reality will be born on the internet. Mm-hmm. The internet itself is a emerging be is an emerging plane of existence. Again, we will bring them back into the fold. That's fine. Not all of them are reality deviants. Some of them can be brought back. Uh, well, oh. we were just talking about Shadowrun. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we will uh, do a whole episode on cosmology because Mage gets it really mucky. But essentially, if enough people believe another location exists it will exist and that there are other planes that exist to mirror like ideals that people believe in uh i i we just don't have time to really explain that schrodinger's cat basically because we've talked about it and i'll say it there's actually a thing with the virtual adepts and the werewolves they have a chicken and the egg thing they don't know which one created which like they don't know if the weaver created the wet uh the internet the internet sprung up and the weavers started dealing with it. Like it's definitely like Guru and Virtual Adepts both are like, huh, it's here right. and it's a thing. Like is is it your spider god that's doing this? Mm, maybe. Yeah, and there are they are all spiritual realms of belief essentially. Mm-hmm. So that like the world that you enter in a VR game 
uh, but in like the matrix kind of like you plug yourself into yeah. the game um, it is just as real as um, the realm of clocks that like that certain mages who believe in like magic behind the structure of time would walk into. They are just as real as any other. Which actually that does bring up another funny weird thing that has been brought up in lore. Uh uh, werewolves walking through the spirit realm can walk into the internet yeah, yeah, on but, accident just like fucking yeah it is a real it, physical it a thing yeah. so, so you're telling me the cult of ecstasy would let me snort a line of ketamine and fight god that is uh, that could be a lot a hell thing yeah in your game. All right, I cool. feel like you'd be so sleepy to fight god on ketamine though <laughs> also Look, if moon knight can do it yeah, no. well. and depending on how out there your vampire games want to get um, like knowing some mages or going up against some mages could literally turn your vampire game into like a multiverse, uh, like planes walking kind of adventure. Mm. Um, so, and th- at that point, it's one of those things where like, if you want to write it, do it. You, there will, I'm sure they'll release rules and stuff for that, mm-hmm. but that's the kind of high end ST stuff that just like, you could just throw in there, and I no, I don't think many players are going to be like, well, that's not how it worked yeah. in the book. If you if you stick a mage in there, you can literally have a beach episode whenever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> a beach episode where the vampires are outside, right? Because oh, it's not the real sun. It would be yeah, really that, cute. That is actually a really interesting topic you could get into. Can vampires walk in the sun if the sun is not the sun that's in the regular Earth? They're like, I know it's not the real sun, so can it hurt me? Yeah. Would it count? I mean, would it would it affect the experience if the vampires were all legitimately like, I know that that's not real. Yeah, I was about to say. Because like, there's all about consensus? Yeah, because there's two options. One, from the vampire side, they'd be fine. Two, depends on their belief on the mage side. Because it'd be like, do they believe that sun would hurt them? Does reality believe that the sun should hurt them? Don't fuck with the mage, because if the mage changes their mind... You're fucked. You're on the beach scene and all of a sudden it hurts. (laughs) All of a sudden you're on fire. There is no amount of sunscreen that will save you. (laughs) Yeah, Mage is secretly just a game about philosophy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you start bringing them in, I think that's a way to keep it interesting is like questions like that. Would the sun, the would the version of the sun that exists on the digital web that a vampire has gotten dragged into affect it at all? A picture of the sun wouldn't. So would the, a digital representation in a digital realm hurt the vampire? No, no, but the technocrat security protocols will most assuredly. Uh, yeah, so your bosses. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking no, the of programs. Which, so the other side of the nine traditions, there is the technocracy. They are, kind, they are kind of, whereas the traditions and a lot of mages, excuse me, are... And they want a looser consensus. They don't want, like, a strict structure. They usually believe in some form of magic Mm -hmm. even if their form of magic is like we said doing drugs or like monks who like i can train my body so strong i can warp reality around it Mm -hmm. um the technocracy is usually more structured and um they're kind of like the sabbat of uh mage whereas in the original edition they were presented as only villains. You couldn't play them. They were the big bad of the game line. Yeah. As the game went out, books came out, and then they were more of an alternative. And by the end of it, there's even people like, wait, are they the good guys? Um, that, again, that's a philosophy debate you can have for years. But Yeah, because the way that they run about, again, Sabat believe we need to kill the antediluvians. This is the only thing that matters. 
when the traditions were the traditions back in like medieval time, technocracy made the smart choice and they started presenting their magic as something that wasn't magic. They science. Were, yeah, they brought it out as science. They literally like people would be like, light, devil, magic. And they're like, not, no, no, it's not magic. It's something we call science. This science thing, it's, it's not magic. It's just a thing to a thing to a thing. And they're like, that makes sense. I now believe in a light bulb. So right. what we're saying is Nikola Tesla was a mage and then Edison was a technocrat. Because Edison, Te- well, well, oh, like, no, Edison no, no. did a lot of science. He also just mostly stole patents. Edison would have been a Sons of Ether uh, fucking asshole that steals patents. Edison. Probably would have been a syndicate. Okay, member. cool, cool, cool. He Good probably would have been a syndicate mage just being like, take these ideas and make money yeah like the syndicate quick wrap of the technocracy like syndicate their magic is literally like financial systems like they look capitalism is basically a ritual for the syndicate um so that's what kind of makes them any tracking like it's it's data track it's metadata the fucking mage yeah so um so i mentioned it earlier but like what is awakening um so mages refer to themselves as the awakened while non-mages are called sleepers um, I mean, fuck Harry Potter, but they're, you know, they're kind of like muggles. They're like people who don't know magic exists and aren't allowed to know magic exists. Um, there is a big dispute in the game. It's one of their big concept between mages is, um, should, uh, or whether magic should just be for those who naturally awaken for nobody. No one gets to do it anymore, uh, for everybody or everybody by force. Um, the mm-hmm. problem is when you force someone to awaken, they might just die. Yeah. Um, and there are creatures who are literally trying to awaken everything, which would like Thanos snap, destroy a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the technocracy is trying to awaken as many people as possible because the more people involved in it, the tighter the consensus, the tighter they can structure things. Uh, like the old mages are like, this is just for the people who get to it naturally so we can have loose and more freedom with our magic. Mm-hmm. Because again, we've gone over the goals of like why the guru are doing what they're doing. Mages, no matter if they're traditions, technocracy, I'm not sure about the sorcerers and everybody out, they might be just doing their own thing. Their main goal is they believe there's a reality flood coming that will destroy all of reality if we're not shored up. If the boat's not made good and technocracy mm-hmm. believes we're doing this. Your security is increased, but your freedoms are taken away so reality can exist. And the rest of the traditions are like, we would like freedom and safety. So mage is a bunch of nerds. You know that experiment you did in middle school where the teacher goes, here's an egg. We're going to drop your egg off a three-story building. You need to build something that keeps the egg safe. And the reality flood is you have your contraption and you drop it and you're just like, well, I hope. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And no one can agree on how that egg should be protected. Yeah, yeah that's kind like, of there's the... some general rules of like, here's some basic understandings of physics and everybody has different agreements on materials and structure and design. But the goal is keep egg. Because yeah. a lot of the mages are uh, under the under the assumption that once the flood happens, their consensus will be reality. No matter who it is, who's ever like does it, that's what's going to be new reality. There will be no changing there will be they will be the winner. Hmm. So that's the reason why a lot of the traditions are fighting against the technocracy because they're like we do not like this. You say it's magic, but it's very confining science. So like 
they rage against that machine mm. for that reason because they're like, yeah, it might destroy reality, but there are drone strikes. So you can't form a new reality without cracking a few eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, who do they battle? Um, well, other mages. That's like the main goal is they do. They're usually in some sort of struggle with another major group. Um, if not, um, they have like I mentioned earlier, they're called bygones. They're magical creatures from like myth who end up leaking back into reality. Um, I did a mage one shot that was all about like trying to catch a gorgon. Um, Hell yeah. That's fun. That had gotten loose in a park, and the news was like, these weird statues keep popping up. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, is this a flash mob? Yeah. Um, there's all all kinds of those like chimerical creatures, chimeras, all kinds of stuff. Um, reality itself, we mentioned like reality spirits and that kind of thing. Mages also are the number one splat or type of supernatural. That if you're playing a mage game or if you're playing any other game, they're the easiest, I feel like, to slot in and out, um, especially without a character sheet. If you're running V5 and you want to throw a mage in there as an NPC character, literally use human stats, look at the book and be like, that's a cool spell. They can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just plot device. As long as you're just like roll, like potentially like wits slash speed or some shit. Yeah, if you're slotting mage into V5, there is... uh canonical hooks because if you get the chicago by night uh there's a tremere who is rumored to have connections with mages in the book so if you just want to like pop a guy in there to deliver plot and then fuck off isn't that also the one that has a potential mage in the chantry pretending to be a vampire yes yeah (laughs) and there's also a potential pocket dimension on the south side yeah he's just pretend he's like yes i am a tremere i promise yeah. No. So you know, yeah. I think it'd be a little bit fun to just have a mage in your in your campaign or your story, just long enough to be like he just phases into reality, and then he's like, "Oh no!" Blah blah blah. Gets like half a sentence, and then you just see a hand phase into reality, grab him, and pull him back. Yeah, just a Rick and Morty <laughs> moment. Just like yeah, it'd be just kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> we, just, we we like to have fun here. Yeah. Right. Don't burn the toast. What? <laughs> <laughs> That, that's the fun of introducing mages into your uh, vampire game is that even in lore, they kind of are indifferent to each other depending on their goals. Like mm-hmm. vampires obviously have no direct reason to dislike mages. Mages don't really care about vampires. They like they know they exist, but to them, it it's no weirder than like them like talking to the spirits of time to figure out what's going to happen 20 minutes from now. So mm-hmm. like a vampire, yeah, sure, whatever. As long as they're not actively going head to head, you can do all kinds of stuff with them. You know, they might be suitable business partners or they might be rivals going over like the same chunk of town. Yeah. There's because yeah. could... again, like the technocracy just looks at them. Like if you're pretending to be a human, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. As long as you're maintaining consensus. I mean, you could also just have a fun, like, Oh, hey, vampire characters like doing a flirty flirt with a human, da da da. And then suddenly this fucking wizard kicks in the door like 20 minutes later is going, You fuck my girlfriend? And you're just like, I did what? what? How'd you find me? Either that or also the like anybody being like, Oh, I'm the scary predator. I'm gonna like do a bad power dynamic with this human. And they just go, Freeze. And you're like, Your character can't move. What? Hey, your vampire can't move. Everything Why? is jello. Oh, and that's also the thing we need to bring up. Uh, paradox and consensus do not matter with mages when it comes to other supernaturals. They are not part of the consensus. Yes, because they 
even if like we said the <coughs> werewolves disagree or whoever whatever um all were created by reality mm-hmm. um even if people consider them reality deviants or whatever you want to no. call them they were all created in some way by reality and so they are just as real as a dog so uh, when a vampire does magic they don't have to worry about paradox because they were created with the ability to do that magic whereas a mage awakens to it and is essentially breaking or warping reality to do something. Well, I was also bringing that up for the inverse. Mm. A mage using their magic around or on supernatural creatures does not... There's no paradox, because it's like, you're outside of the bounds, motherfucker. I don't have to care about your shit. Yeah. That's the kind of shit I have a problem with with mage. It just makes them completely overpowered with any other That's kind of the reason thing. why, again, they're probably going to be the last ones right, brought in, yeah, because yeah, just, like you've got to find a way to balance that. I mean, even just making it like paradox counts... Yeah. That yeah. would be a huge thing. They're in Elysium and they're like, and Either you're on fire. All of the other vampire, one, Rorschach tests, no. and then two, just saw a, him snap him into, you know, so I, mean, I don't know. I mean, hell, even like half paradox for that shit because it's like, they do magical shit too. Yeah, like, yeah. Even if it was like half, like you can't just be like, fireball, fireball, fireball. Right, yeah. Also, quick note, that is true. They don't count as observers when you're mm. casting magic, but anything that would still be considered vulgar magic is still vulgar magic. Mm-hmm. Whether you're casting it around no one, around a vampire, around a human, mm-hmm. they just don't count as making it worse. Yeah. It's still bad, and they will still have repercussions. Yeah, if you make a mini sun, the reality still goes, Yeah. not okay. Yeah, but uh, I think that wraps up mage for as tight as we can get it. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Now we're well, getting... this is definitely not going to survive job, that man. reality warp. Yeah, now we're getting into the, the <laughs> good, weeds. Good job, Hunter. I give you a B plus. Thank you. With the next um, bit. The, I, I took way too long trying to get Mage hammered down into yeah. something. So You did um, good. Basically, you just watch Carl Sagan's Flatland segment. <laughs> um, but next we got, on a lighter note, we have fairy creatures <laughs> or the changelings. Changelings. Um, also on horribly depressing note. Yes. Yep. yes. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get into that. Yeah. Well, I, I love because I didn't know much about changeling and the hunter talked about it. And I'm like, that's just fucking sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love changeling. It's on my list of games that I want to play someday, but it's also, well, I'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, also, yeah. side note, uh, we'll talk about it more, but uh, the new hunter, the reckoning book has come out. I've read it and the shit that they're hinting about with changelings, if that's what they're supposed to be, is nuts. So n- I don't know how much of this is even going to be accurate. Accurate, but I'm going to give you what I could get from Old World, and we will go from there. Um, we'll we do have- an update episode if we need it. Yeah. yeah. If and when these books come out, we can do addendums. And I am working on a Hunter book episode, so if there's certain stuff from that you want me to talk more or less about, mm-hmm. uh, definitely hit us up on a tweet or an email. I, I love those kind of um, questions. Uh, but... So fae are kind of like werewolves in which they are humans who are also born with a fae soul in them. So essentially they have a full human soul and a full like fae changeling soul. Um, And that is where their battle comes. Um, They are basically the creatures of dreams Mm -hmm. um, or the fae lands. And their whole thing is they're trying to balance banality um and boring mundanity and what they consider like glamorous glamour like the the true actual energy of pure imagination wonder and joy 
Like, if they observe a painter creating a wonderful piece of art, they actually get, like, power from that. It That's how they cast their abilities. Whereas if you sit down and make them watch, like, listen to a 40-minute, like, tax seminar, that could actually kill them. What I'm hearing is, like, they're a sliding scale of extra versus not a vibe. Yeah, really. Um, that's their whole danger, though, is that um, kind of like where a... Um, vampire if your humanity tracker slides too far down you lose to the beast and you um you lose your character sheet you become a white you go crazy with a uh, changeling there's both sides of the scale are very dangerous Mm -hmm. so if you um go like super wild and get lost in like your changeling life um you disregard your human life and you kind of become you get you exactly you get lost in this fantasy world and you kind of reject real life um and that'll have implications that'll probably snap you back the other direction whereas if you get uh go too far into mundanity you actually forget about your fey existence and soul to the point where you will forget your fey friends ever existed and whole chunks of your life will be as if they never happened oh that's real dark because that's just Mm -hmm. like one that's mundanity but also that's like that that harkens to depression like if you get too depressed like parts of your life just go away like your memory just fucking chunks out if it's untreated and it's like oh are they just trying to say depression is like you used to be a fae and now now you got a big sad and you can't remember your cool fairy friends yeah and like getting into like glamour uh i know modernly we consider glamour to be like fashion but Glamour in its like old context was actually tied into actually magic and more of the context of uh, uh, rich folks uh, using architecture and design as a way to not only impose their power, but to uh, express and uh, transmit ideas about religion to the mass population. Hmm. Uh, you there's if you kind of want to get into this in a way that's a little less heady uh contrapoints uh video on opulence has a really good segment about this concept so yay homework interesting yeah. Yeah. um and a little behind the uh curtain here um i some of the authors of this game line have uh kind of talked about writing mm-hmm. and it, it definitely started a little <laughs> bit about like depression and growing up and like losing touch with like your childhood self and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I know in a lot of the later books, um, there also a lot of writing came in more about like coming out as gay, like all of a sudden discovering that like you have like these other elements to yourself and like trying to persuade like these two sides of yourself that at some points feel disparate. Unfortunately, the game's really depressing, so it may not be the most fun to explore those themes as a player, so I'm going to warn you right ahead. That is a lot of the writing. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it can be a good, interesting, like, story balance, like, uh, with just the way people have to live our lives now where we're having to deal with, like, work-life balance and just you're trying to struggle between, I want, I need to pay rent, I need to buy food, but also, like, I would like to fucking just exist. I would like to feel joy. So, you know, if you want to process those things in, like, a thematic story thing, you know, Changeling might be a good avenue. And it might be a good avenue to bring that up in a vampire game if you have a character that's, like, super into hustle or super into, like, Elysium politics. And then now they have this new friend that seems really interesting and charming. And then their friend starts having troubles. And then their friend just suddenly doesn't remember them anymore. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And um, so a lot of these are 
fair old folk creatures. So like mages, you have your different traditions. Werewolves, you had your tribes. Vampires, you have the clans. Um, a lot of the changeling, their kind of class or whatever is based on different like creatures from fairy tales. So uh-huh. like you could be a troll. This is where the Kelpie comes in. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe there are Kelpies in the uh, like Ireland, Scotland yeah, area. Kelpies are yeah. like a yeah. Scottish. Oh, monster. yes. The rape horse. Yes. Ah, sometimes, sometimes it's just a sticky horse and it drowns your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I the, like the sticky horse. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just sticky, sticky and sticky then, horse yeah, dry, and then the horse is like, "Okay, I'm going into the river now," Let's and the go, kid's guys. just like, "Wait, no, I'm stuck." And he's like, eh, "Breathe, bitch." Yep, <laughs> that uh, figure it out. That's one of the fun things about Changeling. If you do look into the books, is that they have a ton of these old like fairy tale creatures, though, and they're usually organized by area. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a book that's just all like african like folklore like you could play a leprechaun you can play all kinds of different things um but uh little little like simplified backstory for them um they are pretty much their that face all i talked about are expats from arcadia so arcadia was the land of the fae and it used to be able to walk directly back and forth between the fae realm and the real realm like kind of like in a lot of folklore where like you walk into a fairy ring and all of a sudden you're in the land of the fairies um it used to be the doors were wide open and you could cross back and forth easily um over time the um the doors started to shut um as the world grew more mundane, uh, there is an event in the um, in the lore where it's the first moon landing was such a big event of wonder and joy and like imagination that the gates of Arcadia temporarily reopened and a ton of souls faded back into the earth realm. Well, things were so mundane that um, the door shut again, mm-hmm. and all those weaker souls were who couldn't cross back in time. We got stuck here. Um, there are rumored, and in the books it gets into it, but there are much stronger, older creatures on the other side of the gates of Arcadia. And uh, but so what you're doing is you're playing the soul that can't get home, and it's constantly being reborn in new human bodies trapped on this side of those gates. Um, and you can present that in a lot of different ways. Uh, they can be everything from like weird Lovecraftian outsider souls and mm-hmm. beings to um, like more playful or silly game or like, you know, playing tricks and that kind of thing. Kind of depends what you want to introduce in your game, how you want to run your games. It's probably secretly one of the two heaviest games in World of Darkness. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people judged it for being so silly, but feel like that like silly levity is kind of needed when you start actually getting into what yeah. some of the heavy themes that are in it i think a lot of people got a bad taste in their mouth because they're just like oh this is just like silly urban fantasy but if you actually read these books like it's about it almost makes the silliness scary when you realize like they're being silly and that might kill them but it's also keeping them from being coming so banal that they forget everything they've ever known about themselves hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, it seems like if you're just breaking it down to bare, bro- uh, bare bones, brass tacks, the end goal of best possible ending is getting your face soul back into Arcadia, letting it go, and just turning into a normal human and accepting like adult life, kind of like FLC punk. Yeah. Like at the end of like just being like, well, I let go of this part of my life and I grew up. 
And that seems like that's a good movie. But let's be real. That ending is just like, oh, this is a depressing as shit. Yeah, yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah. very sad. I give right. up the magic and, the, and excitement in my life so that it can live. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, it's just like that. Is, if I'm interpreting this correct, that would be like the new game plus best ending for your like you at your fairy soul as just you kind of um but that may not be possible yeah. uh, i haven't gotten deep enough into it and actually played it to know how far the end game can really go but a lot of things i've read hint that that may not be possible it's that ending but like for the rest of your life um yeah and also um a lot of fae have like what they call like quests or they're trying to live up to like certain archetypes Mm, yep. Mm. Yeah, so. it it kind of also reminds me I've I've gone on and off on uh researching uh like old ballroom scenes uh from like the 80s with like uh drag and other parts of like queer performance culture just cuz so much of that is the root of things that we have in current like queer culture so you know. No. Studying these things is good so you have context for things and you're not just being uh, a white girl at brunch going yas queen with having no idea what the fuck that means or where it comes from. But when you get into like, uh, uh, like Paris is burning, there's a lot of, uh, people talking about their personas when they're doing the ballroom walks and their costuming and what they're doing. And a lot of it is a way of reclaiming, uh, a sense of control and self within the confines of a society that is actively trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Cause this is also like during the AIDS pandemic and it's like Ronald Reagan's eighties where people were just like actively going out of their way to harm the queer community, especially like the trans community was just like not having a good time. No, like we're experiencing now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, like there's, it, it's this really interesting kind of almost memento mori kind of thing where people are having these like really high extravagant. It seems fucking silly. There's a lot chunks of queer culture that just seem fucking silly but they're doing it as just a way of just expressing the fact that they exist Mm -hmm. and this is their kind of way of being like staking a claim of hi i'm a person this is how i am presenting myself Mm -hmm. and it's very just like oof (laughs) it's very oof yeah and another big theme um in the book that you could see it as and i've seen we got a whole episode coming on about this so i'm not gonna hint hint but i'm so i'm not gonna get super deep into it but another one of the big themes you could explore the game is like mental illness and how the world accepts you for that like Mm -hmm. again like that mundanity versus like glamour like say you have a particular tick or obsession and you love that thing and it's what brings you joy but it also like the world will treat you shitty for it and it Mm -hmm. will push you away because of the things that they that they perceive as like abnormal or strange Mm -hmm. but that's the thing that brings you joy and trying to find balance in that like there are a lot of different themes you can get into that's why i say this game is kind of the saddest and the heaviest and so don't be afraid to be silly when you play changeling because you kind of sometimes you 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 need need to balance uh, the system has a fart joke in it and a lot of people don't like that but honestly sometimes like a little levity will help distance you from like yeah. i just played an hour of a game talking about like how the world hates me because i'm mentally ill catharsis yeah as like yeah so and, and for story writer reasons it's hard to write horror when it's all just the same fucking note yeah like you know there's problems with some contemporary horror movies where like they it's reliant a little too much on jump scares 
and ah, you yes, get to the, the fart you, jokes of and you horror. get yeah and you just get into these cycles of like you know like when the torture porn genre was like really big and it's just everybody was trying to outdo each other on how graphic they can be and then we just all as a group were just like that was and then that just died out and I'm like, I think there can be some really interesting story elements and getting into uh, cultural commentary within torture porn. But instead, everybody was just like, I ah, just hack them up. Fuck it. Like skinning people alive and just crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this was actually supposed to be a really interesting commentary about like the war on terror. But y'all lost yourselves in the weeds and now we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a balance. It's kind of like my two least favorite things in like horror movies are like the new extremist movement and like the torture porn movement and that mm-hmm. kind of early 2000s like new metal inspired like this is mostly just gore or there's a message but there's so much gore you probably won't take it in mm-hmm. and then the other end is now we have the super hyper self-aware horror movies that have become so self-aware and goofy that the message or the actual horror is lost because everything's a tongue-in-cheek we get the movie like at the audience like you're watching a sil- a horror movie right it's and like we watched like, scream in the 90s we can do a smart and it's like buddy like, I, I blame more cabin in the woods but yeah, yeah. i love that movie but ever since it was then, the it's- start of problems because joss whedon was like i'm gonna make a smart horror movie and make a commentary at the same time on consumerism and capitalism and just like how we've been desensitized, but then it was just like, I can do that too. It'd be like, he did it and it was funny. Yeah, but then all the studios well are like, oh, horror movies cost nothing to make and everybody likes the self-aware shit. Fuck it, it costs no money. We don't need to hire writers. <laughs> yeah. so, I feel like a Serbian film lost on the, the first example. You oh, used. Yeah. yeah. It had a lot of really, really intense like points, uh, social commentary, and like... It was speaking on political systems. Um, the director was Serbian, I believe. Yeah. And he was talking about like a lot of the, the protests that were happening there and a lot of the just like turmoil. Mm-hmm. But then it was just like, then there was it the was th- rape, the movie. Pretty yeah. Much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was rape and beheading and just yeah. like. Uh, and not even like it happened, but it's off screen and you're just sitting there going, oof, that's awful. Yeah. It's no, like, it no, we're going to make you sit through it, but like not in a smart way where you're like making a commentary on assault. It's just like. Okay, this is happening. Why? I, I read an interview. Sorry, Hunter. We'll, oh. You'll probably cut it, but um, mm. I read an interview with him, and he was actually like talking about how he was trying to make the viewer feel in a similar way to how the government made the the people feel there, where it was just like you're gonna do what we tell you, and if you don't, we're just gonna make you, mm-hmm. and then kill you. Like it was, he was trying to like force that feeling on people. Mm-hmm. I personally didn't get specifically that feeling, but I guess I could almost see where he was coming from. Yeah. Sorry. I say, yeah, to wrap that, that up, like it's kind of like Solo where it's like considered mm-hmm. like by some people to be like a hallmark of filmmaking and super important about the end of world war two and the fall of Germany. But uh, most people, was it Italy? I thought Italy. it was Italy and yeah, Germany. No, well, no, the, uh, the director, is Italian and it, the whole movie and thing with Salo is it's a commentary about Italian fascism specifically, but eh. yeah, but it, it is about the fall of fascism at that period and the end of world war two. Um, but a lot of people I know and no fault to them. It's just how we people present it to each other. It's just like, you want to watch a really fucked up movie with no context. And then people watch a movie about like children being tortured and they're like, wow, that was fucked up. And there's no like discussion beyond that. Yeah. Um, we're definitely in, a little bit in the weeds, but that is yeah. kind of the uh, the changeling issue. Is like you kind of have to find a middle ground somewhere. 
Yeah. This is this is one of those. It's a thinky game secretly. You got to use your brain meats. Yes. Sometimes um, literally. <laughs> yeah. So how do I put these thinky creatures in vampire? Yep. Um, honestly, they're pretty easy. Uh, they have the least conflict with other supernaturals. They yeah. kind of just ignore each other. I mean, they are aware of each other's existence. Um, the guru um, or the werewolves, like, honestly are really nice to them because they're like, I mean, these are true beings of Gaia. They, they view them as like nature spirits. So mm -hmm. like they're more nature than the nature spirits to yep. some of them. Some of them. Um, they're like, they got two souls. Yeah. Some of them are like, these guys are a little out there for their own good and they will put them down. But that's just kind of seems how werewolves do be. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, nah, mercy kill. It's uh, like the horse is sick. Uh, no, it just kind of coughed a couple times. The horse is sick. Chink, chink. <laughs> <laughs> the horse broke its leg. It's stumbling. I think we just need to clear out the uh, horseshoe. The horse? Now, gotta no, put it down. No, no the horse sick. is dying. Look at him. He's laying down. I'm like, the horse is taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Malk and them are buddies. Yeah. Malkavians uh, and the Fae. We'll get into that more. Pals. They're pals. We got the Malks coming up. I'm definitely going to make sure I have some notes about the Fae stuff in that episode, but yes. um, they, they definitely get along. Uh, the Malkavians are the seers and they're a little, they can be a little silly boy too. So, and we got into this in the uh, book of can uh, book of Nod episode. Uh, they have drug blood. Yes. Uh, you should blood. really, you can do a like sip, but you really shouldn't cause it's addictive. And uh, yeah, you will fucking it's a bad time also we had some drug blood we uh we didn't bring it up uh, and there's no real place to put it but it was a fun bit not only is it addictive in old world if you drank too much of it you would explode i don't like, remember like that just blow up yeah there's a chance you could just just like too much you would od and just explode okay. like all i can think oh, is meaning of life it's, it's a well thin mint the, the super full guy. You guys yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking Poof. Yeah, he just had so much. Yeah. It's, uh. Again, the capitalism meme and just eating too much. He's just, he's just like, wow, 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 man. And he just puts it up. That no. makes sense. My so brain good. went to, I think it was the gnomes in, uh, oh, fuck, the animated show with the Dipper and Grunkle Stan. Oh, yes. Oh, you're talking about the Schmebulock. Yeah. Schmebulock puking the rainbow. Just yeah. Well, I thought there was a scene where one of them exploded and it was just a confetti. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a banishing where it Which, does that. I would love that because everybody's expecting like, oh, it's going to be blood and guts and bone everywhere. And I'm just like, nah, it just exploded into duochrome powder. Just Yeah, nice. I, I'm pretty sure it's like a rainbow explosion usually. It's just Hell like, yeah. Poof. yeah. And even uh, if you don't um, explode or just become addicted, another thing, it's not really mm -hmm. as, it's not, I don't, if I remember. Correct me. I don't think it's a flaw anymore where you can take uh, like mental illness. No, mental illness <laughs> is not a flaw. That is a character Yay. choice that you should talk with your D, your ST, I, and your party at session zero. I can't remember what Old World called that. Though. Yeah, I, were, dementation. Uh, dementation. Yeah, so... Well, yeah. Um, well, that was the ability, and then there was just... When uh, you took them on, they had a word for them. Yeah, they, they, they had something, and it was an actual psychological term. Oh, God. I can't remember. I, it it is a very offensive thing that we will be talking about. Probably in the mental health episode, we will get to it. Uh, World of Darkness has had many stumbling points. They're doing better recently, and we are very thankful for that. And I would argue some of that was progressive when the book came out in 1992 or mm. whenever. Yeah. But uh, essentially, you drinking enough 
fey blood could give you like mental illness mm-hmm. because you were just seeing and expanding beyond what the human mind could. Yep. Which, you know, understand. very Call of Cthulhu can be an interesting story point. There's ways to do it that are not dickish, though. Yeah. Um, any other fey notes before we move on? Uh, no, I think fey's like your shit. So like I've I've expressed the things I know. Uh, I, I I have some like cultural hang up with fey stuff, but that's just like my background where they're just my family would you know just it, people in my family would have mental illness and instead of like going to the doctor they're just like oh yeah he's just a wall of the fairies and i'm like that doesn't help anybody and <laughs> so i'm just like ah just you know it, it's a good kind of door for if you want to add some eldritch level bullshit into your game just to fuck with your players yeah just but also if you're going to do that as an st Make sure that you fucking talk to your players and make sure people are cool with it. Because some of this, for it to be effective, depending on your story, might require you to take away some, like, player autonomy for a second. And don't just spring that on people, because that's fucked up. Yeah. Also, um, I would say the Fae are kind of like the mages, where they're one of the easier ones to throw in your game without Mm -hmm. a character sheet. Whereas a mage might be fucking around and doing something that's really pissing off all the werewolves intentionally mm-hmm. a fae is probably not doing it on purpose they're probably trying to fulfill like some goal or of them and just obliviously like changing <laughs> reality and things around them by with their glamours yeah but uh we got one last one mm-hmm. um and one of that my side favorites yeah this is wraith Ooh. um so i struggled with how to write this section um, because Wraith is a really fucking cool game and I finally got a chance to play it. Uh-huh. Um, and I had gone into it kind of blind and I'm glad I did because a lot of Wraith is about like what happens when you die and dealing with that and ha- being like ripped away from your life and having to deal with this new reality. Um, so I decided to kind of keep a lot of that info out of the episode. If you do get the chance to play Wraith, um, and you, uh, I didn't want to like ruin those what I think are really cool intro experiences for people. So I wrote some notes about like Wraith from the vampire perspective. Um, So it's not going to be as in depth as the others, but I feel like whereas like it's hard to play mage without a little bit of that information, it's better to go in blind with Wraith. So I wanted to keep it that way for people. Yeah, I was like, I know their end goal, but that's like not even like confirmed in G5. Like, because they're... I think the like main wraith goal back in the old book was like find Charon because they're like the big reapers just like mm. yeah he's he's in there but um yeah. V five what we're talking about with wraith yeah. so wraiths are ghosts spirits restless dead yeah. um they are quite literally the spirits of people who have departed passed on mm-hmm. um and they live in the underworld which is kind of like a parallel which is partially there's a parallel universe to the real universe that they can see but they can't interact with us and then there's another underworld that they can return to mm-hmm. um when they're here they can see hear everything but it's very hard to near impossible for them to actually interact with the real world you know they can't pick up a cup they can't talk to people there are certain events that change that um mm-hmm. i hope it's not a huge spoiler but like in folklore like halloween yep. or uh they can actually interact with the real world and i believe uh day of the dead they can also walk in the real world and interact but otherwise it's near impossible mm-hmm. um what they actually do is they can affect the area so they can make like an area 
disquiet like i that that's one of the things you can take as a flaw for a haven in v5 where it's like yeah because the uh, yes because the cappadocian uh well the hakata have a line of like ghost powers so if you're looking for like stuff that like wraith can do in v5 i would assume just look through the oblivion powers well that's the that's the interesting thing with the wraith compared to the other uh sections of world of darkness is wraith has the most fleshed out within the v5 canon because uh vampires interact with this through oblivion mm-hmm. so that's why there's the level one of power that the lasombra have where they can like do their oblivion eyes and it's like oh yeah you can see in the dark but also there's ghost uh good luck mm-hmm. you can't do anything about it they're just kind of there you can talk to them but like eh. and then the hakata have entire schools and rituals and practices involving interacting with uh wraiths and undead through like the veil yeah if you want one of the worst ones i think it's it's either a ritual or a level one power i think it's a ritual where you just slice a gate a permanent gate in between the real world and the spirit world it does you need to do some heinous things to do it and it's also said as like this is probably not safe which kind of makes sense in the canon because vampires are inherently just liminal creatures because they're not quite dead they're not quite alive so having them being the intermediary between wraiths and then the mortal world is like that makes sense but that's definitely just the to get into that we're gonna have to do our hakata deep dive so vote for that which that one's that'll be a while probably i i wonder how deep and how how many episodes we're gonna have to do because it's gonna that be like one is gonna have to be a three-parter just because the hikata is made up of so many bloodlines i cannot think of another way to edit that in a way that makes fucking sense yeah it'd be like oh are we gonna talk about all of them we're probably just gonna go giovanni there's several families in the giovanni <laughs> but either way yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah so um that's why they're interesting. There's also like werewolves. There is a wraith um, uh, template, I believe, in the back of the first of the core vampire book. Yeah, there is a in the back of the core book. There is a stat block for if you want to have a wraith that is like tied to a fetter or an item that they're attached to, and you want to use as a plot element. That's mm-hmm. in there. There's also more stat blocks for uh, zombies and uh, wraiths for uh, your use in the cult of the blood gods if you're doing like Hakata bullshit. And actually there's probably, <laughs> this is at least how I would say mechanically to do it, but the one thing that uh, wraiths can easily affect vampires for, if the wraith is strong enough in like it being a wraith, they can ride vampires because again, as you said, they don't have a full soul. They look at them as empty vessels that they can just, if they're strong enough, they can do. And there is a Hakata ritual to invite a spirit into you. I would look into the mechanics of losing that as potentially if you're going to use that against a player. Like, that's probably the role you do uh, to not be possessed by a very powerful wraith that's just like, oh, meat suit. I'm going to get it. Yeah. Um, There's also, like, a lot more going on. So, like, kind of how... Um, vampires have the beast inside of them. Mm-hmm. Um, wraiths have what they call their shadow, mm-hmm. uh, which is a creature of like destruction that's just trying to destroy them. Like whereas uh, your beast is like hungry and trying to take over and become this unyielding animal. Uh, the shadow wants pure nothingness to some degree. Yeah, it's like um, a lizard brain, I think. Yeah, and they're they're literally play. Usually, if you're playing the game, they're played by another player at the table. Mm-hmm. So you're playing each other's like dark half basically Mm -hmm. um 
But for a vampire game, it's hard to for here for me to really give you like expanded um, ideas on how to invoke this in V five, just because it's already kind of in the core of the book game. Um, yeah, it it more just depends on the chronicle you're wanting to run. Because if mm-hmm. you're wanting to uh, get into like La Sombra and like Cult of Shalim stuff, race could potentially be a thing yeah. that pops up. If you're getting into a Hakata storyline, you literally can't avoid it. That's just kind of your that's kind of your thing. Yeah, unless they're just like, I'm just going to do zombies. Or, I mean, you could play Hakata that's like, not, is like choosing to not fuck with the Oblivion shit and the rituals and they're, you know, just like, I'm a businessman. <laughs> but, uh, actually, funny thing, because uh, I think, and I thought this was funny, the, the beast mechanic that we see in V5, I think the first time uh, World of Darkness explored that type of like the ST, like, you know, when you fuck up, giving you that like dark twinge was in geist i think geist was the first time they ever did that which geist was the yeah chronicles, was the chronicles version, version of wraith. wraith because they literally had like you had another thing that was attached to you that like had its own desires and usually was considered darker and it would be piloted by the st that would be like oh you fucked up well it's gonna start trying to tell you to do stuff and if you roll badly it's gonna make you do stuff yeah geist is weird uh if we if and when we start doing like chronicles game lines, that'll be really interesting because Geist is kind of a weird combination of Changeling and Wraith. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, They're so interesting, but I just I always think that's funny that I'm like they. I came to V five. I saw the Beast thing, and I'm like, they that was from Geist. That was that was the thing they did in Geist. Like, I mean, it's good. Like, it, it's a good way. Like, we always talk about how like we like the changeover. It's a very nice way to be like, hey, if you fuck up, like, here's the consequences. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we wrap up, do we have any other Wraith notes? Uh, ghosts are cool, and it's, at least for storyteller purposes, if you, depending on the story you have, this is another thing you can have in your arsenal to have, like, a, oh no, my, my chaos goblins are going off the plot line. You could literally just pop a Wraith in that just, like, looks spooky and sad and points in the direction of plot <laughs> and then disappears and never does anything again. Um, if you want to set up, you know, like an additional like issue within like, okay, yeah, we're breaking into this house and we're just going to go in and steal a thing. There could just be spooky ghost stuff. Ooh. Um, so yeah, I would also state for a lot of, like, you know, bloodlines, the game where you're like, Oh yeah, I just have to go into this house and get a thing. And there's just, you go into like a weird ghost dimension and things are like getting chucked at you and you're just like, ah, what the fuck? I just need to get this thing and get the fuck. Ah, yeah. Uh, actually, I just had an idea. Yeah. Uh, say your players are a little overzealous in a feeding or accidentally take out a human not thinking about it. And then that person's wraith comes for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fun. now you got to like go make friends with the Hakata and be like, how do I get rid of this? Mm-hmm. I would also state for the record, any of you checking out the old world lore, they, it is interesting. They're very good, but trigger warning, slavery is a thing mm-hmm. in Wraith. Yeah. Uh, be aware that's a thing that can happen and you can read about. So just be prepared if you decide to go down that hole. Like it can happen. Yeah. Uh, I said, when I said mentioned Changeling, I said that changeling was one of the two that were secretly like really fucking like sad and dark the other is wraith there is an entire book and i mentioned another episode about like the holocaust 
yeah. and how the underworld reacted to that. So big warning. If you're not in the mood for a big sad, maybe stay away from Raven. Yeah, you need bit. to like be prepped. As I've stated on the podcast many times, one of my favorite fluff stories does like start off with the like PC voluntarily choosing to enter slavery because he was a piece of shit and he entered a deal. And that's like the start go of the story is like, well, you told me how to save my daughter on Halloween and I saved her and I was like a piece of shit in reality. And you told me that like when you got done, you put this slave collar on me and I'd be your bitch. It's a really good story, but it's like trigger warning, trigger warning. This might pop up. This stuff is the reason why very early on in the series, we're like, consent episode in (laughs) session zero. I love having mature, dark adult stories. You need to make sure you're cool with it and everybody else is going to be cool with it. And also, you know, spend time hanging out with people that are outside your circles and like read things and go to parts of like the YouTube you normally don't go to. So you have context for things. So you can be a well-rounded person and tell fun, spooky stories Whilst also not being a dick. Yay! Yay. Yeah, because on the consent talk, literally if a GM just randomly came up to me and was just like, well, I'm going to put on your slave collar now with no discussion beforehand, I'd be like, we're about to throw hands. Yeah, and it's like you can get into some interesting storylines, like even if you're not going the full you know, full losing your player autonomy Mm -hmm. in that kind of a regard. I mean, there's still stuff like that with like blood bonding and cooling and, you know, making sure parameters and safety precautions are set up ahead of time are important. Yeah. Otherwise you lose your friends and that's sad. And that's the ultimate sad. Yeah. 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 So, um, final thoughts on supernaturals. I know we didn't get to them all. This is going to be probably our longest episode to date. And Oops. we only did like four of them. Like we didn't even <laughs> touch on demons, angels, mummies, uh, the imbued of hunters, uh, like all T- kinds of stuff and the, that we could talk to. So if you want to hear more of this, let me know and we can do more episodes on things. Um, but I, th- I thought these were for the, the three other big non-vampire games. And then Wraith, it's hard to not talk about because it is so core already yeah. to the game. Yeah, we didn't go there. Tis sizzy, uh, tis silly races. Yeah, and <laughs> if, I mean, how dare you talk about mummy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you guys need, if, or excuse me, if you guys want a wraith episode, like how those, I know we're gonna event someday do the Hakata and stuff. But like we could do a whole episode already just with what we have in the books about them. So I wanted to, I kept them a little more cursory. Yeah. But. I think this is a good start, at least for these are things that have been talked about in the canon of V five of like. Hey, World of Darkness is more than just vampires, and there's there's just a lot of there's a lot there's oh my so god much. so much shit and lots of things in your toolbox as players and STs that you can run with. Yeah, like the amount the amount of like sprinkling STs should be doing for Pentax products in a vampire game is again the amount of people that are like I'm running a business and I have five resource dots be like Pentax should be staring at you and just going. Pentex or the technocracy. Yep. Yeah. And the thing to keep in mind about Pentex, and we could do a whole Pentex episode someday, I hope we do, mm-hmm. but like their whole big thing is they are an umbrella corporation. So when you're dealing with Pentex, it's not just going to say Pentex or even a Pentex subsidiary. It's one of those games where you've probably been working with this company for years and then you slowly unravel like, oh, they're actually owned by this company. Oh, they're actually owned by that shell corporation. 
Yeah, which, it's like the spooky level. You don't want to go to the grocery store and you're buying like dish soap and you're like, oh, there's all these brands. But if you flip the back of the bottle, they're all owned by like Procter & Gamble. Yeah, which is really what you what you should do is like not all the brands should say Pentax, but they should have that little Pentax symbol just like somewhere. Like, it shouldn't say it. It yeah. should just be that weird little like hexagon or something this is a fun thing for your players that put dots in finance to have yeah. <laughs> which uh i will also state for the record folks pentex and the technocracy are two separate entities they do similar things mm-hmm. but the technocracy does literally look at pentex and go you're doing similar things but we need to pay attention to you and pentex also looks at the technocracy and goes we could use yeah. you they, kind of, they're not the same people. Yeah, they're not the same people, and that's kind of that's very, very, very deep lore kind of stuff. Yep. Um, like, and it that evolves over the series to do whatever the fuck you want with it. I think at one point it's mentioned in one of the books, early books, that they don't even know each other exist. They kind of just believe that they're they're just another like faceless massive corporation, and that they, they're not actually aware that one another are supernatural mm-hmm. and that they probably have some agents on the inside, but they don't really know what's going on. I do know the mage ones in the old world are like, we're aware we're just not fucking with it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not a fucking problem yet. Mm-hmm. Actually, no wait. I do think they do comment on their worm agents. That's more revised. That yeah. comes in and revised in 20 yeah. uh, from my memory. But yeah, you can do anything you want with these, these uh, V five's not out for a lot of these. So this is all going to be mostly st information you're not really going to be able to have a player be a werewolf or whatever um this is all like plot hook and backstory and things that are happening in your vampire's domain that all of a sudden they're the prince is like there's some weird going on in your domain you need to go figure out what vampires are fucking around there and getting in the news and then it's not a vampire it's something else that they have to figure out how to deal (laughs) with. that's a giant werebat god damn it it's another fucking scarecrow again yeah there's there's so many damn it man bad there's so many little things that like these are good also for players who've been playing v5 for a while or are comfortable with the clans and they they they're starting to feel a little too comfortable with what's in the game you can start chucking some of this stuff at them and just see how they react yeah Yeah, because you're you're just like i know every power that dominate has "Hmm." right or i was gonna say if you're a player that's been playing since like first ed or v20 or whatever your knowledge base can be a good way to segue extra information for new players and be like, hey, there's a whole other fucking world that you're not aware of. And I I know the stuff out of character. And if the ST is cool with it, you in character can be like, hey, here's a little lore nugget. And then that could just be a plot hook for everybody to be like, what the fuck? And then you have a whole other avenue of the hobby that you can share with your friends and be like, yeah, I got all these fucking novels and comics and art. And, you know, it's cool. Use it. And another thing we didn't comment on, but it is a nice addition that V5 did, and it is also another way to flesh out the fact that there are other supernaturals out there. The Goblin Roads. Like, that's just pretty much all the things... Anything that is between civilization and you going anywhere is just like... That's all the other ones just mixed together because you are only safe in certain places because, you know, a combination of wraith, werewolf, mages, and fae just fucking about in between the cities and just like that's why you need that lore sheet because it's like you don't fucking know what the fuck you are running into Mm -hmm. just going well i'm gonna go from indianapolis to dallas just be like buckle up bitch you're going on a trip yeah and it could add a plot element of like why the cities while they're hectic and chaotic and you don't want to deal with the plot politics it might be safer (laughs) than going out and driving in a backcountry road and then suddenly there's just like 
you're just seeing Wendigo weird shit in, in the, the trees, and you're just yeah. like, uh... <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a war between wraiths and Guru, and just one dude that looks like Steve sitting in the middle, just drinking his coffee, and you're like, why the fuck is nobody fucking with that dude? Yeah, and like this is something we can talk that will come up more in the Hunter, but it's kind of one of the big notes in World of Darkness, like, um, okay, um that once you have an experience in the world of darkness with the supernatural, other supernatural things, you're bound to start continuing to see them. It's kind of like an infection. Once you're aware, it's mimetic. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the whole point about a hunt being a hunter is you saw something supernatural and now you can't ignore it. Well, vampires are starting in the deep end of that. So once you are a supernatural, if you're fucking traveling, it's almost as if the universe is going to be pushing other supernatural things in your path. Or vice versa. Hello there. I'm here to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of why I brought up a little bit of the reality and stuff in Mage is that it is a flexible universe. Then there is some, there's a structure and almost a thinking unknowable truth behind it. And so it's not too weird if your vampire is like traveling cross city and they happen to stay at the hotel with a wraith in it. You've bought the game and now the universe is selling you the DLCs. Just no, like, oh, yeah. subscribe. More like these are free updates that you can't say no to. <laughs> Which, so, thanks, uh, Paralyzed. Yeah. John's been looking like he's going to explode. Peaking. <laughs> huh? No, I, my butt hurts. That's fair. We got we new got chairs. New cushions, We're adjusting. But my butt still is. Yeah, that's because you're skinny. You uh, are so thin. I ain't got no cake. Got no, none cake. And that's okay. You know who's got cake? Paralyzed. <laughs> you check him out on Bandcamp. I'm going to say, I yeah. I'm going to be so <laughs> very, very least, much. At the very least. Those baselines got some cake. Uh, we mm. exist on the internet on Twitter at uh, blank underscore bodies. Uh, we also are on Instagram. Blank uh, bodies pod. Blank bodies pod. I'm still working. TikTok. The clock app has been trying to thwart us. Mm-hmm. I will get it figured out. Uh, if James could get a hold of his technocrat overlords and like just let me have a login, that would be cool. Uh, um, do you understand the clearance level that is? No, that's why TikTok. I've asked you to do it. It can't be that hard. No, you think I, I've, no, I've no, a net, a, a net login, a net login to all sites. No, here's the thing. I've created two accounts and the clock app just deleted both of them. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck I've done to upset the clock gods. Uh, you kept shoving shit in my slots. Go on. I thought you liked it. No. <laughs> Which, speaking of, if you want to reach out to us and contact us for potentially like interviews, uh, we have a Gmail. Like yeah, we've we've got some fun. We've had some fun interviews with creators and makers and movers and shakers, and we like talking to other community people about what you're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just like talking and meeting new people. So, Hell yeah. even if it's not World of Darkness related, if you do horror stuff, if you do tabletop stuff, if you make a cool board game, I'd love to have you come on and talk about shit. If you're in a band that makes like cool goth music and you just want to talk about like music stuff, that would yeah. be sick. Hey, as I said to Brent, whenever I watched that episode, I was like, fuck it. I want to. I want to play in a Lancer game. Hell like yeah! I listened to that and I was just like, "Fucking Lancer!" Yes. Um, we also have a Patreon. Uh, special thanks to the people who support us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, what keeps us going, mm-hmm. and uh, we appreciate everyone's support so far. If you're interested, please go check that out. We have all kinds of tiers, um, all kinds of prices, uh, from everything from just throwing us a couple bucks to say thanks to like full color illustrations to voting on what we do on the show. We have a lot of cool options. So if you want to check that out, we'd really appreciate it for just $5 a month. You can sponsor a functional mic stand 
for Skipper. This thing is held together with duct tape. This thing probably has more duct tape on it than I have skin on me. It's about as broken as I am physically. It's bad. It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure you heard me and Sarah last week lose our fucking minds because the Lanyap Gaming channel got launched and you can see us do the stream game stuff on that. Yeah, sorry for being annoying, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys have been asking us, like... It's okay. <laughs> where no, can we okay. see you we play? Got ex- we got excited about a thing, but yeah, uh, we're nerds. It's fine. Yeah. Do the thing. You and do the thing. And we're doing this thing. And thank you for everybody that dealt with our uh, movie posting fuck-up because of Gen Con, and I also had COVID. I'm better now. Mm. Yay! Hey! The two are not related. <laughs> we, had a, we had a COVID scare slash infection... Then we got all better Extre- and went to Gen Con. Yeah, literally Somebody had got it over extremely COVID. Higher, highly before Gen Con. <laughs> there was no us transferring COVID no. to Gen Con. It no. was like I we made sure we were negative before going. I mm-hmm. if I was not negative, I would have skipped. Mm-hmm. But I was. So we went. And also people we ran into, thank you for saying hi. I appreciate it. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we like talking and hanging out, and hopefully we can do more next year uh, for Gen Con. So, mm-hmm. Eh. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, and actually, speaking of stream projects, I think we're going to be doing stuff soon. We're going to have we're yeah. we're having some secret blank bodies projects. Soon. Yeah, we have, we have a couple in the works yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. Actually, so. so so secret, super secret. Mm-hmm. I can I can think of like three. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, three secrets. Uh, at least You've got oh. secrets three. Goodbye. 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 Mwah.